Fans, welcome to episode one of G'day Gridiron, uh, hosted by myself, Ian, uh, the Viking, the one, the only, Manjot, the myth, the legend, Melia, yes, next sir. to me here, uh, the old man from Pastry Press and Aussie Fantasy Football <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Podcast. Um, we've begun something... Uh, a bit new, something we've been talking about for a while. We wanted to do uh, a bit more of a, a general uh, NFL and uh, in the coming weeks, some stuff on the local Australian product. So we're giving it a go. This is our, uh, this is our first episode. And not even, it's our pilot episode, essentially. The pilot. Yeah, we're pitching this to you guys. You guys, if you love this, and definitely keep sharing this to everyone. That's yeah. long get straight off the bat. You know, Absolutely. Show the love yeah. to us. Yeah. We'll create a few social pages already. So um, you can find us on uh, on Facebook and uh, Instagram if you just search for G'day Gridiron. Um, lucky enough to, on Insta to get at G'day Gridiron. Uh, I don't know why that hasn't been taken considering we found some um, some American stuff around G Day, so <laughs> and then um, uh, however you find this right now, we're also we're going to have a YouTube. We'll have a YouTube channel for sure. Uh, that's where I want to see a fair bit of it. I love the visual medium, so we're going to go that way. And we'll also put out uh, audio medium over for you uh, podcast listeners. You'll probably be able to find it on Spotify, Apple, and all the uh, the usual podcast networks. So. What we're going to do, we're going to put in a couple of episodes every week is what we've planned. It's what we've planned. So let's see how we go there. <laughs> For now, today's episode, which will be our, our usual um, weekend show, we're going to do essentially a game day draft for all the main game day, so American Sunday football and Monday night football, uh, since our schedules are tight. So we're going to include Monday in there as well. Basically, what we're going to do is take turns choosing games we find interesting out of the list. We're going to have four choices each uh, as we take turns, so eight teams, and then eight games, sorry, eight games. And then after that, basically the rest of them, the cannon fodder, is just going to be a speed round. So we're going to go through those as quick as we can. Should be little talking points. Should all work. I figure. I figure it should work itself out in the wash. Um, Some of those crappier games that are on this week, um, get a bit better. <laughs> Some of those teams <laughs> get a bit better. Um, we're looking at you, um, Jags and uh, Washington. Sort yourselves <laughs> out. Um, if they get, if they get a bit hot, then obviously the games will be a bit interesting to us as we go on in the yeah. coming weeks. So we're naturally going to pick those teams, and another ones will probably just stay at the bottom of the pile. <coughs> Browns. Um, so we'll just. <laughs> 
we'll just see put the shots that take the shots quickly. <laughs> I'm because, take so many shots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, me too. Me too. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna give this a go and see how we go. I've prepared uh, here's like some graphics that I've prepared earlier. No, I lie. I haven't. Um, we're gonna <laughs> we're basically gonna at the moment I'm gonna use the ESPN uh, <laughs> schedule. So I'll bring that up now. We're going to use that game day schedule. Why not? I mean, I figured why not? It's got the Australian times in it. It shows you that when you can, in Australia, where you can watch on uh, ESPN and 7, mate. And um, for those of us that um, like to pay the big bucks, uh, watching our favourite teams every single week on Game Pass. Although I do notice, and I do need to mention off that, uh, myself being a Vikings fan, I've got a 625 game on ESPN on Monday. So I don't know how that happens, but I do know that by week six, they are all 3 a.m. games, which is just murder when you're a Vikings yeah. fan. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm always used to the Niners just starting off the season with a 3 a.m. game, either in week one or week two, which just annoys the crap out of me. Even more so this year, I, I need to go on a quick tangent and aim it at one telecommunications company that my parents have signed up at internet <laughs> bill for. You guys are literally doing maintenance from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Monday, September 12th. I'm not going to name which company this is, but seriously, NBN. You guys need to fix your NBN. Apparently, during the first NFL Sunday, do you guys know how much time I've spent waiting and waiting and waiting, creating content, off-season content on Pastry Press and Aussie NFL Fantasy. You know how much time I've spent? Seven months. And you guys could have chose another day, Tuesday morning. There was Sunday morning. There was other mornings, but Monday morning, where the meat of the schedule is, literally all but seven games. Yep. So eight games. Typical, what, nine it's games, typical. sorry. That's typical of the, uh, the network in this country, really, to be honest. I mean, yeah. But for anybody that doesn't know, doesn't know me, I am in country New South Wales, and yeah. uh, majority of the time the reception is okay, okay to great. Let's put it that. If it rains at any point, it goes into the trash straight away. Absolute garbage. Yeah. It's just terrible. It could not be worse. So <laughs> yeah. I do love that we yeah, started. So I, off, I, can't I love complain. that you started yeah. off episode one with a rant, though, Major. Yeah, we're going straight into it. it. <laughs> when everybody that we've been talking to about this concept has said it's going to be a place for Ian to just rant on, um, and I love that you've started out with one. <laughs> that makes yeah. you feel happy. <laughs> Look, I just wanted to get straight into it because I'm just very excited for NFL season, but then they just really took away nine games, apparently. But hopefully <laughs> mobile data comes in. I've been saving it up. Just for emergencies like this. So, yeah, Niners oh. and Bears. That, that's well, what I'm looking at. But, you got yeah. Niners Bears. Oh, no, no. that's No, we're not starting the draft yet. No, no, no. Is I'm it? saying that's what right. I'm looking at at 3 a.m. That's your dad and Red Zone. Yeah, I'm just a Red Zone guy. I'm you just going to put it out there. I've never been big on Red Zone, to be honest. I mean, I've mm-hmm. watched Red Zone a few times, and it annoys me, though, a lot of the time because um, I find when there's, when there's a lot of – when there's a few good games on, they focus on – um, the weirdest good game. I don't know if that makes sense. And there's other games on that are interesting or like I find that there's, there's, there's more action seems to be happening. And I'm like, can you just go back to that so I can watch the general football play and not just every TD? Also, yeah. I don't 
is it is it just me? But every time I've actually tuned into Red Zone, it seems to be a Cowboys game. What's the deal with that? Yeah, I swear, 4.25 p.m. Eastern time, the big game, the Cowboys game, and they're just showing that all the time. And it just gets annoying at that point. I just might as well just switch maybe, to the Cowboys game. Maybe Jarrah owns Red Zone. Maybe he pays yeah. the NFL to put Red Zone on. Maybe that's the what it is. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, Scott Hansen, please just come through for us. Show <laughs> more variety on Red Zone. Maybe just go double box when it's just a Cowboys game, and then you got the other one. Just go double box the full time, and then when it's an ad break in both, cut cut away the studio. That's just my suggestion. But <laughs> look, we got four plus games in both t- time slots. I think there's enough. There's enough there. I'm I'm really excited for that late window. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, well, I guess. Hey, I tell you what. Uh, how about you have the first pick in the draft this week? Oh, then I'll first ever pick. Yeah, first ever pick in the good day gridiron draft. What are you going to go I'm with actually, this game? What interests you the yeah, most? Honestly, this is going to be a little bit controversial, but I'm going with the big Sunday night football game: Buccaneers versus Cowboys. And the reason why there's a lot of spite in this one, first game of the season last year, the kickoff game, the Buccaneers won in a very controversial finish when Chris Godwin probably got away with a push-off there. It looked like a clear push-off. And there's a lot of Cowboys fans who are very heated after that one. And I just think it's a lot of revenge for both of these teams. They both went out in the playoffs. There's, There's... a lot on the line. Both two good teams. You got the Cowboys still star-studded, even though they've lost a few people like Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and also Randy Gregory on defense. They've still got guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs, and of course Micah Parsons, the big one. Those are the three main defensive guys they have. And on offense, you still got Dak Prescott at quarterback, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard at running back. And then the wide receivers, you still have C.D. Lamb. He's, there's still some other guys I like, like Tolbert and oh, there's that dude Turpin, Kevonte Turpin. Yep. I think he's he's pretty good as well. They've got a few good wide receivers, even with Gallup out this week. That's still going to be good. And then the Buccaneers, still loaded. Tom Brady coming back from his 40-day retirement. Is it going to be... There's something weird going on with Brady, though. So I think... Yeah, him and Giselle, all the rumours, it's just... I I just think, personally, it just seems like him himself, it just seems like he's in a a bit of a a weird headspace spot, I think. Yeah. Is he going to still be that good? And he may even... Even if he does come out that way, maybe... Does he finish the season? Like, there's something weird going on with him. Like, it's just, it's very not Brady, which is quite weird. Um, yeah, that definitely, that I, agree, I agree with you. Though. There's a lot going on in this game. There's a lot of, um, a lot of big names still. Um, yeah, there's a lot of juice. Know. Yeah. Still got Mike Evans to throw to. He's still got, well, Goblin's still out, but he's still got some great receivers. Like, Julio's in this game, even. Let's see what happens with Julio. He might get a touchdown or something. Yeah, there's some very big names. The offensive lines for both teams are a bit understrength, I would say. But the Buccaneers' defense is also pretty good. So both defenses could have a good day out. And this could actually turn... This can go either a very big offensive shootout or a defensive slugfest. 
I think it's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to be a, yeah. a, a big points game. Um, they were both the um, the top two um, scoring offenses last year in last season. Yeah. So, um, uh, so and I think they were both are in the thirties basically for average points per game. So I think yeah. we're going to be looking around that anyway. there would be thirty points each, I reckon, um, somewhere in that range. So I think it's going to be a lot of points. It'll be an exciting game to watch if it is, because if the, both both offenses are really um, turning it on, uh, it'll be up to which defense can really uh, can handle the pressure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. My tip here, I'd go with the box. I'd say box by three. That's just how I'm feeling. I think it'll be another good close game. And the Cowboys, they've had a couple controversial losses in their week one games in primetime recently. I think there was the Rams one where Jalen Ramsey did a bit of a flop. And then the Goldwyn one I mentioned earlier last year against the Bucs. So they're looking for revenge. But I think Tom Brady and the Bucs will be just a little too good. That's just how I'm feeling with this one. But it'll be a great game. Absolutely love how it's the first Sunday night football game of the year. Absolute hype. Yeah. So, Ian, you're up on well, the clock. Well, me, me, uh, I don't, I don't want to be that that Vikings homer all year. Yeah. But to me, I think it's one of the other big games, and it's one of the other ones I'm, I think I'm really looking forward to, probably the most. And it's not just because I'm a Vikings fan, but I, the rivalry I think is, um, is is Green Bay, yeah, you know, Green Bay Vikings rivalry is obviously massive. It always has been. Yeah. Um, always will be. So I think I'm looking forward to that one a lot. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how the Vikings come out with uh, a whole new, a whole new offensive scheme, a whole new defensive scheme. Um, new OC slash head coach in Kevin O'Connell. Um, obviously, there's a, there's others there as well but with the Kevin O'Connell offense. Everything. The, the juice around the team seems really good. The vibe around the team seems really good um, through preseason. Even with the losses, they, they didn't really care about it. It's it's, um, it's like it was more about just really what like, like preseason should be more about trialing the other guys, the the non first team starters, and see if anyone can break into that into that realm. Um, yeah. And then then there's the Packers. How are the Packers going to be seeing? Um, seeing how Rogers is this season, uh, how it comes along with his new wide receiver core. Um, obviously, there's some really solid run games still going there as well. Um, so with Lazard and Jones, like that, they're just going to be solid all the time. Um, and then the the, the defense, Packers defense has always been really good, and I think they added a few yeah. players. Over the over the off season um, and through the draft, which are going to be quality, so it'll take it to the likes of those the bigger wide receiver core from the Vikings in terms of um, Jefferson and Thielen, and then um, and then yeah, and then D line and stuff really stopping the run game and things as well. So I think it's going to be a, a bit of a, a sort of smash them up uh, game in a way. I think it's going to be yeah. going to be hard. It's going to be brutal, um, and it's what I think everybody in in NFL land expects from a um, a Packers 
Vikings game. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'll throw in my two cents here. And I absolutely love the Packers-Vikings rivalry. I was actually contemplating taking that one first off because it's just such a great rivalry. And I know you're a Vikings fan, Ian, so I was going to do it for you. But look, well, you it's left a it, great You left it for me, didn't you? I wanted you to have it. Yeah, I just took the Sunday night one. So where I went with this one, I think you've got two high-flying sort of offenses over the past few years. But with Aaron Rodgers, you don't know what he has without Devontae. So he has a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle. He still has Lazard, but they've signed Watkins. They've got, yeah, Sammy Watkins for anyone who doesn't know who Watkins is. Um, Christian Watson, they drafted. They got Romeo Dobbs as well. Two rookies there that could be real shining lights. Still, Robert Tonyan, he's questionable. So he's a bit of um, a question mark there about his availability. But where I really want to see, yeah, that Packers defense versus that Vikings offense. I think that's where the entire game comes down to. Does the Packers defense have enough to stop Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen? You still got Alexander Madison backing up Dalvin Cook in that backfield too. And Kirk Cousins can throw it. He can sling it everywhere. And KJ Osborne, good third wide receiver. Earth Smith, Earth Smith Jr., he's a good tight end. So they've got some real firepower on that offense, the Vikings. I've actually got them winning the division. And I think this is a huge game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw out that season prediction there. The Vikings winning the division. I think just to plant their flag, in the NFC North. They have to win this game. Yeah. Just put it out there. They have to win this game. Have they to have, start to plant their flag. have to start strong. Yeah. And I think there's no better way to start strong than than beating your division, big division rivals in the first game yeah. of the year. I think that's the way the way you start strong. Yeah, plant that flag. Plant that flag and get the NFC North. That's what I'm imploring the Vikings to do. They had they had a good season last year, but they just couldn't close it out in the last couple minutes of the halves. I know you've probably seen the stat a million times, Ian, but they could have gone 15 and two had they not conceded I points at, I mean, at the end. Know, mate, we were talking last last season. You know how frustrated I was getting with those three point losses. Like, yeah. it was just, and, and every Vikings fan was. It's just like, what do we have to do here? You know? Um, yeah. But I think it's, there's a whole new confidence with this team. And that them showing this confidence in this game will be key, like coming out and showing that the confidence and what they want to achieve. Yeah, and I think best defense wins here. That's just what I'm feeling. I'm going to tip the Vikings by three points. Similar fashion, probably, to that game in Minnesota last year where they just slung it out for a full 60 minutes and the Vikings got that last-second field goal to win it. I think it'll have that similar sort of vibe this game. I'm really looking forward to it. A sort of, I'd say, America's game of the week. That That's what NFL Fox would probably build this one. And it's rightly so. Surely it's got to be. I mean, if you yeah. if you look at, and I know, I mean, you're not particularly one much for, for, for betting, but anyone that is in betting land, but obviously mm-hmm. some of the margins can can tell you what a, what a game's going to be like or what how fun it's going to be. Um, they're right there, strangely, with another one. But they're, they're, 
the difference, the points, the handicap difference is 1.5 points. Like that's what they reckon the margin is going to be. That close. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And and both both are just equal basically in that game. Interesting enough, the other game that's like that is is another one is another one. I don't know whether we'll talk about it in this or speed round. So, but there's only one yeah. other one. But yeah, that's what. It's so close. It's so close. And I think they just have to show that confidence. So. All right. Yeah. That was that was my my one. So that's that's two. You got pick three. Where are we going? Yeah. Pick three. I'm gonna go same time slot, and it's another revenge game. The Raiders versus the Chargers. I'm Ooh. very excited. Going straight into the AFC West. This is a division hey, that is just up for grabs. We cannot stop. I feel like this whole season, in this segment alone, we'll just be having AFC West games left and right. <laughs> those, yeah, those twelve, yeah, those twelve division games that they're going to play against each other is just going to be so crucial to decide who's going to win it all. And yeah, I'm just really excited to see what is in store between the Raiders and the Chargers. Now, if anyone remembers week 18 of last season, the very final game of the regular season, the Raiders and the Chargers. So I've literally gone from the very first game of the regular season last year, that rematch, that now gone to the very last game. Yeah. Sorry, um, wait, what did you say, Ian? Sorry. Oh, was it the big score one? I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah, it was a big score one. Yeah, I think the Raiders won about 33. 35-32. Yeah, 35-32. There we go. Off yeah. by two points in both ways. But the Chargers and the Raiders were looking for the longest time to be tying. And both of them going to the playoffs. Then Brandon Staley called the timeout. Yeah. And yeah. apparently the Raiders just want to smash the charges after that and they just kick a field goal on the last second of overtime to win it they go into the playoffs the charges get eliminated at the final hurdle and this offseason the charges have gone all in they've just built around justin herbert they had a good team already with keenan allen mike williams austin eckler and a solid offensive line they already had that but then on defense, they've made some splash signings. Now, J.C. Jackson won't be playing this game. He's out with an injury. But they still got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, that pass rushing duo. I'm absolutely excited to just yeah. see those two go at it. Just on opposite sides of the field. It's just going to be an amazing duo. The Raiders, they actually invested their, in their own duo in Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. They're going to be a great duo as well. It's going to be a good pass rushing battle. Now you've got talent on both sides of the offense. And you've got, yeah, like I said, Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keelan Allen for Justin Herbert to throw to. For the Raiders, they got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. But Derek Carr, he has weapons to throw to. He has Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. You can even throw in down ball at the tight end. They've got absolutely stacked offenses both of them in the skill positions the offensive lines will have a bit of a tough day blocking those edges but look i'm really excited to see these offense i think this will be a high scoring game i'm glad it's on seven mate for all of our um viewers who have fruit at television because i think this will be good advertisement for the sport to be honest if i'm just gonna put it out there this is gonna be a good advertisement you're just gonna have two teams who, one of them who wants revenge on the other 
for eliminating them from the playoffs. And it's just going to be a high-scoring game again. I'm very excited. I'm tipping the Chargers. I think Chargers by seven, it's going to be a touchdown margin for me. I just I just think the Chargers have made enough improvements that they're going to be a better team than the Raiders. So, Ian, your thoughts on this one? Look, mate, I, I think the thing I'm... Uh, the thoughts, my biggest thoughts are that the Chargers were already a big team. <clears throat> yeah. They were already um, top tier. They just had to figure out how to unlock it, unlock themselves, I guess, unlock Herbert, because like, he has some really, really good stretches and then we'll just have a horrible game or for his yeah. standards, horrible, um, which you can't do this year in, in the AFC West at all. So the thing I'm looking forward to the most, I think, is the Chargers, uh, sorry, is the Raiders' offense versus the Chargers' defense. And it's yeah. because the Chargers really bulked up on in the offseason on on the D side of the ball, um, yeah. signing um, JC Jackson and then uh, picking up Zion Johnson in the drafts. Uh, they got Khalil Mack um, yep. as well. Yeah, so, and... Um, yeah, who's going to be paired, obviously, with uh, with Joey Bosa. Yeah, who's there with him. So yeah. I think you're going to have the, 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 the big one for me, the big matchup there, I think, in all of that would be Devontae versus JC Jackson because that's what that – Oh, they, did I say JC was out because he's got a well, – They don't know. Because he had ankle surgery on the 23rd of August. Uh, the estimated return was two to four weeks. So – which is oh, a yeah, he's a game-time decision. My bad, guys. Yeah. yeah. So he, um, they they reckon from the reports, they reckon he should be back on a practice field midweek, it was saying. Um, and obviously he's going to be the most important player on, on their D because he's yeah. going to have to go up. He's going to have to go up against um, Adams um, because he's got, yeah, he's got some of the – he's some, one of the, Adams. the biggest shadows, you know, and he's, he's – some of his stats from like eight interceptions last season alone and nine in 2020 is huge, you know. So um, they need him there. And if he is there, it's going to be great, I think. That's going to be really, really good. So that's – I like it. I like it. It's a good game. It's a good pick for three. Good pick. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Surprisingly, it's the third best game from our opinion. And, ooh. yeah, you still got Asante Samuel Jr., by the way, in that secondary. He's, he had a solid rookie season. So – but Adams, he's a tough one to cover. One of the best route runners in the league in probably recent NFL history. I'd put him up there in probably the top five route runners in the 21st century. This dude absolutely rats up his cornerbacks uh, covering him. And he's going to be a tough one for Sante Samuel or JC Jackson to cover. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for the Chargers. Yeah. But... I think they got enough offensive firepower that the Raiders' defense, there's still a lot of holes. That's just what I'm feeling. I had a few discussions with you off and with a few of the other Aussie content creators in their group chat, and I just I just can't see their linebackers really be that effective this season. And, yeah, they just can't cover a tight end. I was talking about this on, on my fantasy podcast. They just can't cover a tight end. So, yeah, I'm just bringing all these podcasts, by the way. <laughs> just, yeah, apologies, um, Ian, if that's you know, too much yeah, promotion. Good, not a problem at all. Um, yeah. Right, let's move on. I don't know whether my my pick for four, for pick four, is really going to be as popular as that. <laughs> and there's arguably better games, other ones that people like to pick. But I guess this is the one, this is one of the ones that I've, 
Um, I'm excited to see the matchup. It's actually one of the early slot ones is uh, Steelers versus Bengals. Ooh, so interesting. I'm really, I'm really keen to see again. Like, why, I don't know why I've got this thing for for picking um, off like uh, teams that have sort of restructured a lot. But <laughs> um, um, Trubisky starting is is exciting. I like that. I like the excitement behind the Steelers. Um, we talked about it when I was on your uh, when I was on the fantasy podcast with you guys. I talked about um, how there's just this certain kind of grittiness and this this tenacity that the Steelers just have as a as a um, as a team as a whole, uh, yeah. and they always do. And then they always find these guys that have that same kind of tenacity and grittiness. Um, so I'm really keen to see Trubisky here. Um, I'm really keen to see how how they use the likes of George Pickens. Um, I know, I mean, I think every man and his dog knows that the um, all the the Yenzes down <laughs> down there, uh, <laughs> Steelers Yenzes, are we going to? They're going to be screaming for um, for Kenny Pickett to get on that field. Um, especially if Trubisky screws up, and he, the minute he makes an interception, it's just going to be all they're going to be all over him. But I like the fact that they're starting Trubisky. Um, I like this. There's something about this offense, and, and that that I really like. Um, I think they're hard. I think that some of these guys could have almost played the way that they they match up against guys, and the way they hit, the way they run. They could almost be um, defensive players. <laughs> it's just on yeah. other teams. It is just um, it's crazy. Uh, and then the Bengals. I mean, you got you got the Bengals coming off a off a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, how are they going to be? Are they still going to be the same team that we that that left us um, in in February? You know, um, yeah. Are they going to be that same same team? Have they? Because it, it's I don't know. Is it just me or is it kind of like the the Bengals have been uh, like a an afterthought? Like they're in the background. It's, yeah. Like you haven't heard, I haven't heard much from them. I haven't heard what's too much. There's, there's been bits and pieces I've heard that are going on, obviously. Um, but it, it's not like they're the talk that there has been around other teams. So I'm really yeah. keen to see if they can come out and they can still sling the ball, like especially if Joe Burrow can come out and he's still slinging that ball um, to chase. Yeah. Uh, and, and is it, yeah, is it going to be as exciting as, as, it, as we left it? And if it is, then we've got this Steelers defense, which is really exciting and hard, tough, and gritty. And they're gonna are they gonna try and beat up on them um, and really make them think about who they are or what the game is. So I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm excited for this one as well. For some reason, I just think that division rivalry. First off, there's a few division rivalries this week, and I think that just adds to the excitement of the game when it's just fierce rivals going at it. The Steelers are probably the most hated team in the North by the other North teams' fan bases. They'll hate the Steelers pretty much more than the other teams. And so the Bengals fans, they get a home game straight up and they go to play the Steelers. That's just that's just great, honestly. And I'm really excited to see Trubisky. I, I just think he has a lot of doubters. And for some reason, like you said, he, he just feels like he could be better. There's just something that's saying yeah. he could yeah. be a better player. He's a, he seems like a different Trubisky, doesn't he? Yeah, something. Like yeah, something. A, there's a 
there's a confidence, there's a happiness, I think, you know. It's like he's found his place. And I think he knows his place too. Like, obviously he's starting, um, and it, I think he'll be starting more than week one. Um, is yeah. he going to last four weeks, six weeks, ten weeks? Who knows? It depends on how he plays, I guess, um, and how much yeah. Tomlin really believes in him and that he can do it um, or how whether Pickett is 100% ready because I don't think you want to throw him in unless it's a terrible season and you want to just get him reps or he's 100% yeah. ready for for playoff-style football because that's what we're talking about with him. But mm. I think Trubisky knows that eventually he's going to be the backup QB. And I think if you watch him, the way he's playing, the way he's – the stuff that I've seen um, on the practice field, some of the practice field videos and then the preseason stuff, it's it's like he's um he's just happier with that notion. He's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm cool with that, you know, which I guess eventually – all of those guys got to either be cool with being a backup QB and, and helping out a team and help out young um, QBs or just retire. Like it's the only two options once you get to that point, really. Yeah, 100%. And like you were mentioning, the steal away, they just love to grind and oh, play yeah. a gritty style of yeah. football. And I think if there's anyone that's the franchise star, it's not their quarterback or anyone in the offense, it'd be TJ Watt. That dude is an absolute monster. And I think he knows going to this season that him and the defense really need to step up this season yep. because you've got that offense. They've got a rookie quarterback in Trubisky and even Rudolph could be in there. And they've got an offensive line that's a little bit on strength and will be hard to keep those guys upright. But the defense, I think they'll feed off that sort of energy, that sort of data energy. And if they can just restrict teams to like two touchdowns a game that can just keep them in it i think that the defense can really play up to that pressure now the one problem i really have is the sort of cornerbacks that they have because they've got to cover three good wide receivers mm. three really damn good wide receivers you got yes. jamar chase the poster boy absolutely <laughs> this dude he can be even better than he was as a rookie and i'll get into that in a little bit but we'll just talk about wide receivers first yeah, him, T. Higgins, the second guy, a lot of people can really see him be a very good second wide receiver. Could be one of the best wide receiver twos in the entire league this season. And then you got Tyler Boyd as wide receiver number three. And he's shown that he can make some big plays when it comes down to it. So Joe Burrow has some really good guys to throw to. Don't forget Mixon in the backfield. He can get a few dump-offs here and there. If Burrow wants to throw it to him, he's a very good ball carrier as well. So they've got a lot of multi-dimensional sort of offensive attack plans that they can use. And I think the biggest thing that I don't think we've mentioned is how much better they've gotten on the offensive line, the Bengals, because yeah. they've revamped that entire right side of that offensive line. They've gone Ted Karras, but Alex Kappa center, and then right tackle Galileo Collins, who used to play for the Cowboys. So they've got three good offensive linemen now. They've just replaced all the guys. Jonah Williams, hopefully coming back to full strength at left tackle. So that could be like four guys that just put in. And the Bengals could even be better this season. That's just a scary thought. No one's talking about them. You're completely right. Even yeah, I'm writing yeah. them off a little bit. Yeah. Like I've even got the Ravens winning that division over them. 
that's how much that's how far they've kind of fallen down. The hype has really just gone to teams like the Chargers and the Bills in that sort of conference. The Chiefs are still even being talked about more. And yeah, there's a lot of a lot of doubts about the Bengals. The Super Bowl hangover could be a factor. But honestly, I think the Bengals could be even better this season than they were last year because of that offensive line. That offense could be setting some numbers. I'm I'm just really gonna warn people out there to not write after Bengals no, because I'm... Joe Burrow could be even better. Yeah, that's yeah. just a scary thought. You're not wrong about the um the Steelers defense. They really are. It's like they're they're going all in on the line itself and, and rushing. Yeah. It's like rushing past instead. Um, and you got you know, Minka at the back. He's got to do all the coverage there. Because, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, obviously, yeah. there's Witherspoon and Edmonds. And yeah, Karen Witherspoon's Sutton. all right. Cameron Sutton's yeah. been Ed- okay, but it, you're right. Yeah. Is he going to be? Um, is he going to be the guy to be able to to cover? Because he's obviously going to have to, you know, cover and going to have to anchor that defensive backfield. Yeah. Because yeah, Witherspoon's all right, but I don't think he's up to the task to cover Jamar Chase. To be honest, just mm. I think Chase will have a good day. Honestly, I'm I'm thinking maybe 100, 150 yards for Chase. I got the Bengals in this one. I'd say 10 points. 10 I'll points. put it a, a two-score game around there. That's just what I'm feeling. I'm hoping yeah. it's going to be more like a one-score game. In this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now, we're up to pick five, isn't it? Pick five, so yeah. That's game. Yeah, so I've gone Bucks, Cowboys, then Raiders, Chargers. And now I'm going to go for another divisional rivalry. It's in that 3 a.m. slash 1 p.m. Eastern time slot, that early slot. I'm going with the seven-mate game right there, the Patriots and the Dolphins. This is a very interesting one. I've been talking to a lot of Patriots fans, mainly Indian Patriots fans from, yeah, India. Yeah. Like, there's a bit of a legion going on there. Yeah, so shout-out to my NFL India, you know, um, group chat on Instagram. Absolutely love talking about the Patriots. I learned a lot about this team. Been following a few Patriots pages on Instagram, communicating with them. So I know quite a bit about the Patriots. And I just it's just been a bit of a struggle this offseason. That's just what it just felt like. It feels like Bill Belichick might be past the pine. Yeah, he might they don't have know to what they're go. doing. I don't know if you know. Yeah. Everyone, obviously, and everyone goes, it's Belichick. Belichick will figure it out. I know yeah. Belichick must know what he's doing. He's got a plan in his head. But... You but, can't tell me with it just chopping and changing with your your um your coordinators, your coaching yeah. staff, like bringing in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, where's, like where's the consistency? You need they need consistency. You've got a second year Q, Q, rookie QV. He needs yeah. consistency. Yeah, Matt Jones is second year. He needs consistency. They didn't yeah. really upgrade a sort of wide receiver either. They didn't upgrade his wide receiving options. They're going to be a pretty run-heavy team, I reckon. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, at least Definitely. for the first, at least for the first half to first three quarters of the season, even longer because of the cold weather. They could, yeah, the whole season. The only the, the only thing that'll change that though is is if um if Jacoby Myers can get fully healthy and he's a dude. So Kendrick Bourne, he's Kendrick a good Bourne, guy. Maybe. He's um, yeah, Taekwon Fortin, Devonte Parker. Actually, you know what? I reckon they're more. They don't have superstar yeah. wide receivers. They've got typical Belichick-ish sort of middle-of-the-road good wide receivers. That's yeah. what they've got. they um, got that. Yeah, Devontae Parker, he's a big, big sort of interesting one. 
for me. I just think he's not really being talked about enough. I feel like definitely I've probably been spending too much time with the fantasy boys, but <laughs> no one talks him up in fantasy. Just put it out there how much he hasn't been talked up. He's their wide receiver one. He's probably the least talked about wide receiver one in the entire league. Yeah, and right. that is saying something about the Patriots wide receivers. Tyquan Fortin, he's a bit of a guy that they're looking at. He, the rookie, he could be their next superstar. Hopefully for them, he works out a bit better than Nikhil Harry and some of the other dudes they've drafted recently. And yeah, the defense, they've got to really step up. The run game, of course, Damon Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson, my favorite name in the league, Ramondre. Absolutely love that name. I could say it all day, yeah. But those two are just the absolute, I think, go-to guys in that offense. The offensive line is a bit shaky, but yeah, they've had some struggles in the in training camp with sort of running the ball and passing it as well, just the offense as a whole. And the offensive line has to step up a bit more, I reckon. The defense is still going to be solid. They lost JC Jackson, who we were talking about earlier, but I think they still got some good pieces. Matthew Judon's back. They've got some a solid defensive line, solid linebackers. They're just solid all around. And yeah, still got McCordy back there. So I think they've got good defense still. Now moving you know what, on though? to the Dolphins. You know what though? Yeah. When when you do move on to the Dolphins, that the Patriots offense are going to have a hard time with the Dolphins defense. I yeah, hundred percent. They're a much better defense than 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 the Pats offense. Um, yeah, because yeah, you got those two good cornerbacks, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Yeah, they're absolutely just going to be killing it back then. Just and then you've yeah. still got Brandon Jones and Javon um, Holland after that. You know, like as, as yeah. safety. So it's and crazy. Then, but then you've also got, you've still got your line though. You've got to get past first, and you know, yeah. like they're going to be coming after um, after Mac anyway. Yeah, so, Christian Wilkins is the name I'm looking at on that. Defensive line. I'm really excited yeah. to see him. Yeah. He's a guy I'm just like really excited to just watch this year. I feel like he's going to take a leap. There's just something telling me. I feel like I- I'm thinking too much about his sort of bumping the commissioner when he got drafted. <laughs> but no, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. I-, I think I think genuinely he's got a good chance. You know, it's been the good how, how about though? Let's let's go the the Dolphins offense though. Let's, oh, that's the big one. That's the big. It's yeah, Tour and Tyreek. I mean, we all know it's going to be Tour and Tyreek. Yeah. Like that's that's the big story here is Tour and Tyreek and how that. Goes. I mean, have they been eating breakfast together like Cop and oh, Stafford? Dude, uh, they probably have been. Uh, Tyreek is so in love with Tour. It's yeah. not even funny. He's just talking up Tour every single I interview. Think that's you can such get. A, that's a good thing though, too. It's yeah, be big, and then. Like not only did they they already had Chase Edmonds, but then they pick up Raheem Mostert. Yeah, you know they signed both Mostert and um, Edmonds this off season. They had yeah. Gaskin already, but Gaskin, I feel like yeah, he's just been relegated to that running back free role. And yeah. they got that new San Francisco offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel as their head coach. So the new San Francisco offensive scheme. That's what I was going with. So they're going to be run first with Tyreek. I feel like he's going to take a little bit more of a catch and run sort of role, like Debo would you in the what? past game. You know what? Yeah. I actually, I actually think that Jalen Waddle and um, Cedric Wilson yeah. are going to get more, more catches than people realize from this offense. Yeah, because I think people are going to be looking to to double team Tyreek so much 
that they'll leave the other receivers open. Um, and could you imagine yeah. if they ran a three-receiver set with Tyreek just oh. running that and, and then they doubled down on Tyreek and then Tua's just got two other guys. Um, and you got Raheem. Imagine Raheem in there with Tyreek. Oh, plus, Those Mike, are the two- plus Mike Kosicki. Like, yeah. the, the dude will run 10, 15-yard routes all day. So, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know. two, so just imagine Tua throwing to either Raheem Mostert or Tyreek. They're both on the field. They're the two fastest ball carriers pretty much by next-gen stats in the last probably five years. So these two have just track speed pretty much. Yep. And you also got Teron Armstead, a huge signing of left tackle. Tua has needed someone to just protect him this whole time. Ever since they traded away Laramie Tonsil, I think 2019 to the Texans, the, the Dolphins' offensive line has just been absolute garbage, to be to be frank with you. They've been absolute garbage at offensive line, and they've needed someone there. Teron Armstead comes in from the Saints. He's been protecting Breeze and Winston for years now, and he's just he's a good piece. I reckon he'll be good in Miami. I and think, that's um, a big signing that yeah. that people are overlooking because of all their skill position signings. You can also look at the trenches because that's where you can get the best value sometimes. And just like we talked about with the with the Vikings, where they have to start the, the confidence is there and they need to start strong and show the confidence. I think the same yeah. can be said here of the Dolphins because they've got a heavy schedule coming up. Um, it's not it's not a great year for them schedule-wise. Um, but when you start with the Pats and then you go, then you're at Baltimore and then you're home again against the Bills and then at Cincinnati, like, Jesus, could you pick four worst teams for the first four weeks of yeah. the, to go up against? It's like tough. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they, they, need, like to a start, lot of they need to start strong in this game. I think they need to start strong yeah. in this game and maybe even try and get over – um, the Ravens next week, yeah, uh, because they're gonna. I, I doubt like they're gonna have a real tough time with the Bills. So yeah, um, and this one, if I have to put it into perspective, again, this is about planting a flag in the AFC East because the Bills are pretty much everyone's clear number one, but that number two spot is worth fighting for because that's a wild yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, I'm projecting that around that seventh seed. I think, I think they'll be number two, and I think they'll. I think you people, you will find that they'll get in as a wild card. Yeah, I feel like one of those teams because the West is just absolutely stacked. It's also, North, the, you can... the rest of their schedule in the middle of the year is is um is absolute garbage. You know, like they play the Jets. There is the Vikings, so it depends. Really depends on how the Vikings are playing. Um, yeah. Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's some, like, it's some like, bad ones. There's some bad ones there. So I think if they start strong this week against the Pats and, and get up and then really try and take it to the Ravens next week and try and really get that win out as well, then yep. they could be going – I could conceivably see them – if they start that strong, I could probably see them four and two by week six. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I could honestly see that too. And honestly, if you look at the Dolphins, one of their biggest struggles is just starting good in a season. Mm. Last year, for example, started one and seven, and then they just came home late. Very strong rally, but it was just too little too late, and they just fell short of the playoffs. 
it was just real, really sad to see, to be honest with you. I'm a really big tour yeah. believer. I've been a tour fan pretty much since his Alabama days when he came in at halftime against Georgia in that national championship game 2018 through the winning touchdown. I think it was Devonta Smith in, in that title game, just coming in at halftime for German Hurts. And I think yeah, I've just been a big tour believer ever since. They've yeah. given him the opportunity to progress this year, and I think he needs to. I think he needs to grab yeah. that really with both. Now or never. And it has to yeah, be. I was writing a preview on Pastry Press, and I said, now or never tour. Yeah, for sure. That's 100% where we're going. So, yeah, I've got Dolphins, I'd say by a touchdown, by seven. That's where I'm going with this one. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree there. All right, sixth pick. Uh... We'll go with uh, something that may seem a little bit weird, but um, the Browns and Panthers. Oh, I'm, yes. Juicy. I'm interested in this. Like, I'm really interested to see this. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, and I'm going to put it out there now. Um, i got a bit of a thing for the Panthers. I've got a, I've got a good mate who is a Panthers, big Panthers fan, um, so I think that comes with comes with the territory. That's just how it came about. But, Shout out to him, by the way. Yeah. But um, picking up picking up Baker has made it more exciting for me. I, I like oh. I like Baker Mayfield. I like like him as dude. And just like we yeah. talked about with Trubisky, where he's in he seems like he's in a happy place and he's found himself. You watch Baker Mayfield uh, lately and the things that are going on around there, I think he's the same. I think it's a different Baker. I think it's yeah. it's a Baker that's free of the Browns nonsense um, and the stuff that, yeah. that happened to him there. Um, it's a Baker that is um, just, he's happy, he's um, constructive, he's been a part, he's been part of a team that wants him. Um, he's got some, he's got some good, some decent weapons around him. Um, obviously, you got CMC in the backfield. Um, so if the dude can stay healthy, uh, it'll be a big season um, for the Panthers anyway. But they've also got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson as well, um, Rashad Higgins. So he's got weapons to throw to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, It's got a really good – I think there's a really good – even an offensive line there as well. Um, you got, what, a Kwan Yu? Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, Taylor Moore, um, Moten, Moten, is it Moten? Yep. Yeah. Um, at tackles. Uh, so I think they're going to be good. So I think he's got protection. Um, I think he's got, uh, he's got weapons to, to go to, weapons to throw to. So I think it's going to be fun for that. And then you go to the other side. Obviously, everyone knows the trials and tribulations of the Browns and the stupidity that that franchise has put up. Um, yeah. in the recent past, but he's Jacoby Brissett coming out. And here's an opportunity for Jacoby to reset to prove that he can be something for a team somewhere. Um, yeah, for the rest of his for, for the remainder of his career, you know. Um, eventually he's going to become QB2, or he is QB2, but it, you know, eventually he's not going to be the starter. We all know that, but. What happens if he's good? What happens if he's good by week 11? What happens if the Browns are in a good spot? Yeah. He's, yeah. They've still got – the Browns have still got – they've still got Nick Chubb. They've still got Kareem Hunt. They've got Amari Cooper. 
Um, Peoples Jones can still be a dude if he really wants to. He can be there, I think. So uh, um, they got Najoku at tight end. Um, yeah. I think it can be a good team, you know. That can be a good offense. But then obviously the big thing to talk about with Browns is you go on the opposite side of the ball and you've got potentially the one of the defensive of uh, defensive player of the year candidates in Miles Garrett um, leading that, that side of the ball. Uh, you get Jadavian Clowney if he's healthy. Um, who else is in there? I mean, there's other ones there too that I'm missing. Yeah. I know I'm missing some people. Oh, you got there. Denzel Ward in the defensive backfield. He's yep. an absolute star. You cannot yep. look past him at all. He's just... He's a guy that can lock up your number one wide receiver any yeah, given day. That's right. So, I'd, I'd rate him as a top five cornerback in the entire league. You also got Grant Delpit, who I rate, rate pretty highly as safety. I hope he breaks out. And Jer- Jeremiah Owosu Koro Koromoa. Okay, <laughs> thank gosh. Yeah, there we Owosu go. Koromoa. I've, um, I've been hearing that one pronounced on other podcasts, so I kind of know how to get into that one. Um. I think so. I think the big, the big thing out of this game will be uh, how can Baker, uh, how can Baker and that the the Panthers offense go against the Browns defense, which is clearly their strong suit. Um, yeah. If they can get over those guys, if they can get over that side of the ball, they can win that matchup. Then I think the Panthers have got this, um, and I think they've got it. This was the other game that is is. Is at one point five on the line at the moment, but I, yeah. I think the Panthers, if they can show that they can compete against the Browns' um, defense, then I would, mate, I'd, I'd even take it all the way to a to a score to seven points. Yeah, gosh, I, I got a feel for Ekem Ekwonu, man. Like, first off, he's just got to play Miles Garrett, him and his left guard, the goat, Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's right. They're going to play against Miles Garrett on that left <laughs> side. That's going to be a tough matchup, 100%. Yeah. And honestly, yes, yeah, it's a battle between the two offenses, two quarterbacks, which quarterback you believe in. Now, I'm really excited for the running back battle. That's just mainly where it is. Probably because I've been spending way too much time on fantasy football in my offseason. But Chubb's CMC, and you've even got Kareem Hunt in there. Yeah, Hunt and Chubb. Against CMC, it's just going to be an absolutely great matchup. I'm really excited to see that running back matchup. And I think that's where the game could really come down to. Who knows how much belief the two coaches have in their quarterbacks. And honestly, that running the ball might be the safe option when you have guys in the backfield like this. I'm really hoping for a real full season from Christian McCaffrey because I just really want to see him at his best. And I just hope he has a good game here. I got the Panthers winning because if you guys don't know the stat here, Browns haven't won a week one game since 2004. They tied one in 2018 against the Steelers in an absolutely ugly game where both kickers were missing field goals. But honestly, I just can't see the Browns breaking that streak. Baker has too much on the line here. He wants to fuck them up, in his words. Yeah, I- I'll be the first one to say an expletive in the entire show's history. Su- Ian, I'll, honest, I'll- you want to say you're surprised that I haven't done it? Yes. 
Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't you. I'm the first one to go it, and it was a it was a Baker quote, so it didn't even come out of my own mouth. To be fair, it was Baker's fault there. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just really excited. The Browns they've got an amazing defense. I think just like the Steelers, I was talking about, they just got that defense that can really carry the team, and they know if they can get maybe five or six wins. In the first eleven games, and then Deshaun Watson's back from the suspension, then they're going to put themselves in playoff contention, fringe playoff contention. Yep. So, who knows? Like the Browns' defense, they know they've got to turn up for a game. Jacoby Brissett, the whole team is on his back. He's just got to do his job, hand the ball off at times. He's got to make safe passes to Murray Cooper yeah, and those exactly. guys. You've got to keep it safe. Yeah. He's got to play yeah, safe. Yeah, just a game manager. Nice be a game manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I've got, though, I've got the Panthers winning this by three points. I think this is going to be some dramatic game. And I think it's just going to come down to that three point margin. I just think last second field goal, some, something out of the hat from the Panthers. They just win it like that. And it's just going to be an emotional win. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, we, we got one more game each, was it? Or... One more each. So you're up. Yeah, so I'm surprised neither of us have gone into this game at all. It's it's another one of those late ones. So um don't know if the schedule, yeah, we'll put them back up. But I'm going with Chiefs and the Cardinals because you got two Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised none of us been, we went to pick seven. It, I had been looking at it, but yeah, I just it's good you mentioned like games that aren't like straight up, you know. Games that you would want to watch, obviously. Just yeah. games that like people would want to watch. And even I put Patriots and Dolphins up there. But yeah, Cardinals and Chiefs, we have to talk about this in depth, I reckon. And that quarterback battle will start there. Mahomes versus Kyler. It's a bit of a contrasting situation in a way. Kyler, both of them got big contracts recently. Kyler yeah. and Mahomes, I absolutely love both of them. Both got good legs. Kyler more so is a better runner. But, yeah, I just think Mahomes got that battle right there. Running backs, again, I think the run game for the Cardinals is actually a little better with James Conner. He's a touchdown machine. I played a bit of fantasy. Touchdown He's machine. just a guy. He's a touchdown yeah, touch- machine. He had, like, 18 touchdowns last year. He led the league. He was absolutely sensational. That's why Chase Edmonds went to the Dolphins because they just trust this guy as their touchdown machine. I just absolutely love him. They got Hollywood now, Marquise Brown as their top wide receiver with DeAndre Hopkins out with a PED suspension for six games. And yeah, that offensive line, a bit more patchwork, but they've been getting there, I reckon, the offensive line. So they're just coming together a bit on offense. They need, they still need Hollywood Brown to really step up. Still got Rondell Moore, who could be a solid option. Zach Ertz at tight end. He's probably the best tight end the Cardinals have had in decades. So I think they've got some good offensive firepower defensively. Cardinals, they lost Chandler Jones, who's their big kingpin. They've still got some decent names. I think that it's still going to be hard to stop the Chiefs offense. Even without Tyreek Hill, they've still got Mahomes, the quarterback, like I mentioned. He's probably the better quarterback in this matchup. And You've got guys like Byron Murphy, Buda Baker in the defensive backfield for the Cardinals. They got stop guys like Travis Kelsey at tight end. 
You've got Sky Moore, the rookie receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. You've got Marquise Valdez-Scantling as well. There's some good names there for the Chiefs to throw to. And honestly, this could be a very good matchup for Mahomes. He can have a big day, I reckon, on that secondary. And this is just going to be a fun, high-powered game. Again, another good advertisement for the sport, I reckon. Up there with Raiders and the Chargers, I think this is a good advertisement for the sport. You've got two teams who rarely see each other, to be fair. This is their first meeting in a few years. And, yeah, just these once-in-every-four-year matchups or now every two years with that extra 17th game, you can have some of these matchups be really hyped up and two West teams going at it. The West and the West are playing each other. NFC versus AFC West. It's just going to be good matchups. Again, that's another area I'm going to be leaning into is just those West versus West matchups. And yeah, I got the Chiefs. I reckon I'll go Chiefs by seven, but I think both teams can score over 30 easily in this game. So I just don't trust either secondary enough. So yeah, your thoughts on this one, Ian? Honestly, I don't know what else to say. You've said a shit ton there. Um, yeah, it's not that it's a bad thing. I won't ever say that's a bad thing. Look, uh, there's not a lot I can say. Um, the the Chiefs, I think, are going to be uh, sneaky good. I think that's that whole that whole team is going to be overcoming the loss of big weapons. Um, yeah, and I think we'll see a different Mahomes to what we're used to being seen to seeing. Um, It'll be a different Mahomes. It'll still be a Mahomes, but it'll be a more refined, um, more mature Mahomes. So yeah. I think that's. I think he's going to be going. You know, he'll be going into like Rogers territory. I feel like that's where we we're going. We're heading now. You know, into that yeah. that kind of guy that can just is just totally at the top of his game, constantly and dependable. You know what you're going to get, and you know you're going to get high level constantly. Um, yeah. and smart decisions and taking teams and leading him versus um, versus a guy who is still a little bit a little bit loose a little bit young you know yeah uh, yeah Kyler's just that he seems like the fun guy do you know what I mean if I yeah if he's playing Call of Duty if you, all the time <laughs> if you think about um, think about the the QBs across the league right um, yeah. Doesn't doesn't he feel like he'd be the most fun? Like you look at those I, teams, those teams I, across I, the league. Yeah, I put up Josh Allen to be honest. I'd say he's the most fun, and then Kyler, I put him after Lamar because I think actually I put Lamar one because everyone knows my love for Lamar. I yep. feel like at this point I'm a massive Lamar Jackson fan. I feel like if he's just on fire, he just can be the best quarterback in the league. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, Josh Allen, too. And then Kyle, I put him in my top three. Maybe Mahomes at four. So these are two of the fun, funnest quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's – there we go. We got the highlighter of games. Right. I got, I got my uh, – <laughs> Yeah, you I got, got my paint. I got my, my MS paint on and uh, crossed out a few so I could start seeing what crap I'm left with because I'm in the weeds here, man, Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, anyone I mean, been- there's one game – Anyone who's been on a podcast with me will know that I'm the kind of guy who will just be Googling on the fly um, to remind myself of shit. 
Uh, and Don't I worry, usually, I was doing the same. I was looking I, at depth chart. I would usually yeah, cue, I'm way to expose myself. But I would usually look. cue my notes up while Van John is talking or while someone else is talking, and I'm looking at these other games going, I don't know which one of these fucking games I want to pick. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could give me an extra game to choose because there's another game I really want to choose. No, let's keep yeah. it the way it's supposed to be. Let's go. We're going to yeah. push on with this. But oh, like, what am I going to? Oh, look, the only one there I think I can pick, which I'm going to hate picking, and it's only because of, I only want to see one team, is Steelers-Falcons, I think. Um, oh, the Saints and the Falcons, yep. Uh, sorry, Saints-Falcons, not Steelers-Falcons. What am I doing? Um, and I think honestly, it's all about um, it's all about the Saints, and it, you know, I've got a bit of a thing for for Jameis. Jameis, so. me too, me too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to see I want to see how this the Jameis experiment in um, in at the Saints is going. I want to see it. You know, I don't want to I don't want to see Andy Dalton this year. That's that's what I'm going to put it down to. I don't want to see it. Yeah. No one wants to see yeah. Andy Dalton. Like, Put the red rifle on the bench. Why, why Andy Dalton is even still a, a backup in this league, I have no idea. But um, still I don't have no idea. On the same no. Thing, so I want to see Winston. I want this to work. I believe that a, that a, that a guy that, like everyone goes on, he threw 30 interceptions. Big deal. He threw 30 TDs that year as well. He was blind that year. Don't forget, he, he didn't he have was, his last He was blind. He also threw over 5,000 yards. Like, yeah. He was only amazing. him and Brady went over 5,000 that season. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, 5,000 is very hard yeah. to get to. Yeah. Only like, what, 14 to and 21 I, quarterbacks have got it. And I, and I still firmly believe he was doing what he was being asked to do in that those games. And people like saying he, he's saying, oh, he could have, he had those choice. He had the choice to do that. Well, maybe he didn't. He was a young kid, you know, couldn't see yeah. much. We know that now. So maybe he was just going, well, I'm just going to. That's what you're asking me to do. I'm just going to throw it there. I'm going to trust the receivers there, and they weren't. And actually, a lot of those interceptions we went back were actually on receivers' faults because the rest of the receiving call was just as bad as Jameis was. So. But yeah. let's go on to the Saints. Jameis, and though. they still had oh, Evans and Godwin. I think the Saints. I think the Saints saw something in him. You know, I, yeah. I think they specifically and they signed him as a backup, straight up, just stolen from the division rivals. Mm. And then Brief retired. Jameis five and two last year, and then Devin White just took away his knee injury. That's right. Pretty dirty tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Very upsetting, to be honest, as a Jameis fan myself. And honestly, that receiving core they have on the Saints, you got Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. Like, those are three good dudes, I reckon. And I'm really excited to see. You know what? In an always Mr. Dependal, Alvin Kamara in the back. Yeah. Like, for as long as he's there. Mark Alvin Ingram. Kamara, you know, they've, they've Mark brought Ingram back behind Mark him. Ingram. Mark Ingram behind him. Woo. Like, yeah, that's like, they brought back the OG duo from the 2017 to 2020 yeah. days. Yeah. When they were really good, they had that duo. And, even um, though Ingram's a bit older, Kamara can still be very good. Yeah, James Hurst and Ryan Ramchek, like, de- like holding the holding him up and 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 giving him yeah, time. Right. You know, there's, there's Ramchek is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Ram. Um, defensive side. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just excited about the offense in that. Thing. I want. I want James. To oh, their defense is actually pretty work. exciting too. To be honest, you still got Cameron Jordan out yeah. there. 
But it's, I mean, for me, it's just the offense. Obviously, I'm picking this game because it is what it is. You know. Um, yeah. I guess we. Like, I mean, the Falcons. It's the Falcons. I don't want. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Andy Dalton in as much as I don't. Sorry, I don't want to see Marcus Mariota Mariota in as much as I want to see Andy Dalton. So, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm constantly upset that the that um, Cordell Patterson is on the Falcons still. Uh, oh, that if he dude. Was on another team, if he was on another team, um, one of these bigger teams, yeah. to be it would be amazing. Um, yeah, I wish. Yeah, I wish he worked out with you guys, the Vikings, back in the day. Yeah, they only just saw that talent in him at running back and just converted him. It's just uh, yeah, it just feels a little late in his career, but. You know, renaissance in his career can be very good. I do love the Saints' defense, though. They've got an amazing defensive line, I reckon. Very underrated. you got Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport. It's just a great defensive line. Shy Tuttle at um, defensive tackle. He's pretty good as well. Demario Davis at middle linebacker. I'm really, I really like him, to be honest. He's a guy who's really underrated in the league. I think he's good. And that back, that back field... The defensive backfield. You got Marcus May and Tyron Matthews as safeties, and then Marshall Lattimore has been a very good corner in the league. That's a defense that's going to be very hard for this Falcons, very young Falcons offense to go past. They lost their two top receivers, and Calvin Ridley got suspended. Russell Gage he went to the Buccaneers, so you just lost. Oh yeah, I didn't mention Russell Gage in my Buccaneers preview. My bad, my bad Bucks fans were not mentioned to him. <laughs> but yeah, look, they've lost both of them. And that's a lot for guys like Zacchaeus to really... Olamedo Zacchaeus, I think he's probably the top guy they have. No, sorry, Drake London they've got. Yeah, Drake London would be the top guy. It's a big ask for a rookie to take that much of a yeah. load. And yeah, you got Zacchaeus as second. And, yeah, Kyle Pitts is probably going to get a lot of that target share as well. He's just an amazing tight end. Now quarterback, Marcus Mariota, this is his real second chance that he's been waiting for. And he's got shine. Desmond Ritter's right behind him. And, yeah, Patterson. There's not yeah, much more I think you can say about the Falcons. You know what the most exciting thing about the Falcons to me is? Young Way Koo right. is still on that team. Yeah, Young Way is good. I, I yeah, and I think I mean, we're gonna, I think on, on that Falcons team this year, um, we'll be seeing a lot of young way with three yeah. point. Three he's their closest guy to Pro Bowl, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's so, the closest Pro Bowl. Yeah. Well, I had to do it. Yeah, that defense is young, and I got the Saints probably carving up that young and inexperienced Falcons defense. I got. I think I'm going Saints at least two touchdowns, to be honest. Oh, yeah, James got to be carving. At least. Yeah. Right yeah, but... we're in the speed round. So, yeah, we're in the speed, speed round. We're going to keep it under two minutes as quick as we can go. Um, yep. Obviously, on that list, we're already past Bill's round. So, we're not going to think about that, um, that ridiculous game. Um, <laughs> so, everywhere else down from on the Monday and Tuesday Australian time slots. So, let's just go down there, I guess. And what can we really say? Like, Colts Texans, what uh, Matty Ice? It's about it's about the Colts, really. It's, yeah. Can can the Colts be more than what the Colts have been? Uh, yeah. Can they get back to the Manning days with Matty Ice? Um, uh, it certainly there's a lot of juice around that team. It certainly seems like it can to me that you've got um, Davis Mills though 
uh, at Texans, who was arguably the best of the rookie QBs last year. Um, yeah, so I think, well, yeah, he's definitely, he had some some of the best stats of the rookie QBs. I know that for certain. Um, I couldn't, I don't, I haven't gotten in hand, I'm not going to look them up right now, but yeah, it'll be two new, uh, two, I guess there's, there's a lot of new stuff on both sides of the ball, new schemes, new coaches, um, new QBs, second-year rookies, yeah. new guys here and there. Can the Texans actually play a game? Can they can they capitalise on some of the good things that were happening last in the last season? Um, can the Colts be go back to Manning era Colts basically? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that Matt Ryan. Yeah, yep. just a quick one. I feel like that Matt Ryan trade gives a bit of those similar Philip Rivers vibes when he was on the Colts. And yep. yeah, for me mainly. As a fantasy football sort of nerd, uh, mainly spending time in my offseason looking at fantasy mostly. It's that running back battle. Jonathan Taylor, best running back in fantasy and best yeah, running back in yeah, the NFL. And he's, and he's the best thing on that team. Like, yeah. 100%. Hands down. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and, Him, and you can add Michael Pittman as another fantasy guy. And, um, yeah, and all, wide old no ankles and, Wentz didn't, didn't use Taylor anywhere near as much as he should have last year. So. Uh, next one, Eagles, Lions. Oh, I feel like this is a free. <laughs> I'm leaving it. You want to go? You want to start with it? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to finish on the Colts and the Texans super quick. I did want to mention Damian Pierce, our boy from the Texans. He could be a very good running back. So, yeah, Taylor versus Pierce there. Now, Eagles versus Lions just getting through this speed round, catching me off guard here, as you can see. So, Eagles versus Lions. I feel like this is more about the Eagles. The Lions, they've had a good training camp. We can see it all in hard knocks. It was very in-depth, one of the best hard knocks ever. Yeah. But great, great hard just, knocks. I've watched I've watched a couple of the episodes, not all of them so far. Yeah, um, I need I need to catch up with those. Because what, what the so. I just pause the speed round. What the fuck, NFL? We are in 2022. I can send something to Manjot in the ACT now over the internet and he will get it in a second. Why the fuck? In Australia and the rest of the world, are we waiting until Friday to get a, a Hard Knocks episode that airs on Tuesday in the US? What the yeah. actual fuck is that? Hundred percent. By the time that the episode is out, and also the the heavily ed- edited episode, because we know this because you've got your own official NFL media podcast with the Hard Knocks review that's already been out and talked about things, and then they're not in the episode that we get. What the fuck? Seriously. I swear, like, I was watching the KO version of the first episode. I was waiting for the Hutchison singing it Billie Jean. And it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Knew about it. I was, We'd all seen it on social media. We knew it was coming, but it wasn't there because they edited it, it wasn't out in the international product. What are you doing? I rewinded the whole episode, watched frame by frame. I couldn't find it. I was like, why is this, no, was this edited out? Was I right? What are they doing? You're supposed to be growing. You want Hard Knocks to achieve, obviously. You want it to be a thing. Yeah. It was, I mean, there was huge talk around this season because of Dan Campbell. Huge. Dan- Massive. MCDC, man. Oh, Massive. Was, well, why? Yeah. So that's like, what are you doing? Anyway. Yeah. Right, oh. I, I think, yeah. I think you're right. The Lions. Can the Lions not be three win a three win team? Yeah, that's their big storyline. Jared Goff got to take a leap. 
And versus a Jalen Hurts Eagles, I've never been big on Jalen Hurts. I just, I just don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say it. I feel like the Eagles are one of the most, if not the most, overrated team in the league. Right this year, everyone's this year, just talking of. People have picked them for the Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where are these all these NFC Championship game predictions? What a drug filled ayahuasca trip are you on? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, seriously, Aaron Rodgers style. Are you sure? Yeah, I can't say that one. I think I actually think the Lions win this game. I think the Lions win this game. Interesting. Yeah, because Lions did turn up um, very early last season and then. He just fell away in the middle of the yeah, season. Yeah, but I think the Hard Knocks back. juice will carry through, and I think the Lions win this yeah. game. I think they'll come out. Hard. Oh, interesting. I'm still going to tip the Eagles, but honestly, yeah, it, I think this could be a closer than most people think. The yeah. Lions can surprise a few people. Anyway, yeah. you've got to keep this next one under two minutes, Major. Yeah, I got to. I got to. Like, quick, yeah, speed quick points, because you're playing, like, you're playing fucking yeah, Chicago. We don't really need to yeah. talk about the game because it's it's – it's gonna be. It's Trey versus the Chicago team. And- <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be. I don't even think Trey's gonna be much of a factor. There's gonna be some rain. Yeah. They're saying so. Elijah Mitchell, I think he's the guy. Debo might get a few carries. Might want to push up his incentive values a little well, I, bit. And then yeah. this is not. This is not like really shit can shit can and the um, the Bears heaps. Uh, I guess it is kind of pushing them down. But I think for the 49ers, this is more about being a um, a live training game, something more than what the, pre- the preseason games were. It's getting it's go it is getting set and make sure and everything that you've been working on the practice field with Trey and that all that first team works and it works well. And I think we'll see that in the first half. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're – they're ahead by more than two scores at halftime. Yeah, might be 30 points. And honestly, that defensive line better be cooking against that offensive line. Yeah, Nick Bosa and Drake Jackson, the rookie. I'm very excited to see. Yeah. you got Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlo in the middle. Yeah, so, they should be doing well. Boy, I should win. Honestly, a survivor pick for anyone playing NFL Survivor this season. I'd probably put that one or the next game. Yeah, well, yeah okay. Ravens-Jets. Um, yeah, I've got the, yeah, just a Joe Flacco revenge game. I feel like the Ravens. I feel like this would have been a. I feel like this would have been a better game, uh, if it was Zach Wilson. Yeah, hundred percent. I was. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I think yeah, it was I've got. Yeah, I've just got the Ravens here. I feel like they just need to start the season on a right note. Lamar, I hope he's going off well. Just like 2019 week one against the Miami Dolphins, 59-0, they won that one. I hope it's a similar one for them. I'm a big fan of Lamar, as we know. So I'm hoping Lamar can get a good game. If the rumors have been, if the signing rumors around Lamar have been true, where there's already been talks about the fact that he wants uh he wants the guarantee that Watson got plus a dollar, like he wants yeah. that level. And basically the Ravens have said, uh-uh, that's that's not happening. I feel like this year will be Lamar go like going like playing out of his skin to say yeah. no, this is me, this is what you're going to get, you know. And I think think that'll happen like for the first half of the year, maybe. And if it keeps yeah. stalling out, I think then he'll just start just not purposely throwing the tank, but not 
not really pushing it that hard again. Or he'll yeah. just go all out and try and really go full MVP mode again and maybe even Super Bowl, maybe even further, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I think it would have been a much better game if it was um, if it was Zach Wilson in the, yeah. on the Jets rather than, than Flacco. I don't know. It's Flacco. Yeah. So he's so vanilla yeah. white, man. I just can't get yeah. over the dude. <laughs> God. Yeah, uh, uh, possibly the most boring. Which the the game which would possibly be the most yeah. boring on the entire schedule this week. Um, and God, I hope anyone a not, fan of God, I hope it's not the Jags versus the the Washington uh, the Washington Commanders. Um, yeah, the first game is the Commanders. Yeah, very. I really hope. Like, I, you look at it and you think about the teams from last season. You go, this is going to be garbage. It's just going to be utter trash. Yeah. But you hope at the same time that it's not going to be. You're like for the sake of the NFL, please be a good game. Like please, this might actually be one of those very sneaky good games because both teams are yeah. just trash enough that they're close enough <laughs> to each other's <laughs> level that they can actually play a good game. That's just what I'm feeling. I'm really excited to see Trevor Lawrence versus Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz playing against the Jaguars, the team that eliminated his Colts last season. He's got some nightmares to go there. And yeah, I mean, this one's at FedEx, so um, yeah, hopefully that stadium holds up for the Jaguars. <laughs> I'm actually rooting for the Jaguars because my main host and my other podcast, Maddie C, big Jaguars fan. Shout out to you, Maddie C. Hopefully you've been listening this far in. And yeah, Jaguars, hopefully they get the win. I'll be flying that Jaguars American flag if they win. Honestly, next episode I put it in my background. For oh, look, yeah, here we go. All right. Yeah, uh, just just for you, Maddie. See, yeah. Uh, my games left. Giants, Titans. Uh, yeah. It's another I'm gonna not... be, it's gonna be another big one sided one. It's gonna be all Titans. Um, yeah, Titans all the way. Derrick Henry. I could even see this be a two hundred yard game for him if he's just absolutely yeah, going yeah, out of be. his mind. Yeah, if he, yeah. It's first. It's week one. He should be one hundred percent healthy. There should be no yeah. reason why he doesn't go absolutely out of his mind. Um, and yeah, Brable, this could be it. Rabel's the kind of dude who likes to just keep pushing the boundaries and pushing the records and just keep pushing people um, yeah. and not give two fucks about... I really want to see Derek Henry like at least a year or two more in his prime. I just want... I really think he's up there in the top running backs of all time debate already. This yeah. guy's already won back-to-back rushing crowns. And last year, he was going on pace because he was he just running MVP. it every play. Would have been MVP. 100% would have been MVP. Yeah. That dude was just absolutely carrying them. And then they still got the one seed without him. So there's still a team to watch in the AFC South. I reckon I still got the Titans as favorites. I still need to see a little more from the Colts. But yeah, the Titans really got to plant their flag this week. Just just go out there, do your job, and you'll win. Just I think it was, basic. Yeah, and I think out of the yeah. Titans, we'll see a bit of trail on Burks, um, uh, Robert yeah. Woods. And I think we'll be seeing them maybe throw the ball. A bit just to just whatever, and I think if they get really far ahead, we may even see. Would we see a fourth quarter Malik? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, if they go up by thirty, yeah, by the time fourth starts, yeah, which I, is very possible. I put in, so very yeah. possible. I put in the backups there. Yeah, right. On, last game. This uh, is the one I actually wanted as the eighth <laughs> game, a big one, because the, I'm actually really looking forward to this for some reason. I know yeah. the Seahawks look like absolute garbage with Gino at quarterback, but they still got Lockett and Metcalf 
at wide receiver. And yeah, it just seems interesting. But main talk of the town, Monday Night Football, is to return to Seattle for Mr. Broncos Country. Let's ride, Russell Wilson. Started a whole movement, you know, good day, gridiron, let's ride into this one. And yeah, I'm going to be watching this one for a friend at university. It's just going to be a great atmosphere. He's a Seahawks fan. Just to, just to see that emotion, I feel like just for the opening moments alone, when Russell Wilson is walking out onto Lumen Field, and, just and it, he's just soaking it up. He's just going to up for the first time. Well, it goes on. Let's ride. Green it's screen not, in it. Yeah. Let's you know, let's go. Yeah, that's his second, yeah, second video. My boy, Drew. That green screen video. <laughs> oh, it's just the best. That was just the best. Yeah, just started a whole movement. I just absolutely love Ross a bit more. Now, he's been roasting my Niners for years. But, yeah, I'm really excited to see that Denver offense. There's some very good guys. I love Javante Williams. I've talked about him all offseason as a great fantasy guy. I really want to see him just run the ball a few times, run for a few touchdowns. Then you got the receivers. Cortland Sutton, very much talked about as their top wide receiver. Very closely behind him, Jerry Judy. They're about the same. I'd say both of them could be wide receiver one material easily. So we'll see where that goes throughout the season, especially for you fantasy players who might have one or the other. And then you got Albert O. Al- I can't pronounce his last name. Just call him Albert O. I'm not going to yeah. try. That's for sure. Yeah, I-, I can't even try. I'm sorry. It's the end of the episode. I've been talking for like two hours. So yeah, holy crap. Yeah. But look, I feel like even though it'd be a pretty, I feel like the Broncos got this, but you still got that occasion. If that's what makes it special. Sometimes in football, it might not be the final game score. It might not be what happens on the field, but it might be just that storyline or that occasion. That's what really I love about football. It can just be that sort of occasion that can really bring it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think I think you're gonna Broncos will win this one. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun Broncos year. If if Wilson if Wilson proves anything, it's gonna be fun Broncos year. All right. Yeah, Broncos. So that's us for, that's our speed round. That's us for the that's us uh for that for the uh game day draft. First, yeah, first episode. Yeah, first episode. So yeah. Pretty much from here. So what are we gonna see? We've sort of had a bit of talk, man, John and I, about what we're gonna try and uh, achieve. Let's um let's put it in that. Let's say try and achieve. Let's not yeah. Go, go too hard or anything. Basically, we're going to have a full Sunday game day and Monday night football recap and couple that with a Thursday night preview for next, for week two, for the following week, basically, on Tuesdays, come out on Tuesdays, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, Friday, Arvo, you should see a little mini-sode from us. We're going to try and huh, – this is Manjot and I say we're going to keep something to 25 minutes, so let's see how that see how that goes. But we're going to have a TNF recap uh, Friday, Arvo, hopefully. And then you will see a similar show to this, possibly more refined, um, next weekend, hopefully Saturday, for, your, for a bit of weekend listening pleasure while you're uh, – Hanging about in the garden, drinking some beers, uh, maybe mowing the lawn, doing whatever you do on a weekend, which will be our yeah. game day draft episode. That, similar to what we're doing here. Yeah, so. get get all those previews out there. Yeah, listen <clears> in. <throat> you learn a lot well. from us. We'll learn a lot from you viewers as well. Yeah, you absolutely. Listen in. 
remember to remember to keep his stuff on socials. So so um, like, subscribe everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, and um, please comment. Just comment. Tell us if you like things. Um, tell us if we talk too long because we obviously already know that, but you can tell us as much as you like. Um, and then yeah. anything else you might want to see, general NFL talk, we're, we're very open to it. We're very open to ideas. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep it free. Um, if you want to hit up my get... Instagram, yeah, <coughs> HG Press NFL, yep. I'm going to be very active on there. So I'm always Absolutely. open in DM. Yeah. Right. Over time, we'll um, have the next few weeks, have the next little bit of time. We'll have some friends drop by and join us, hopefully, for a little bit more banner. Um, so it's not yeah. just Manjo and I talking to everybody all the time. Um, so we're going to look for some of the other Aussie uh, NFL content creators that are out there um, because we've got some plans to try and um, uh, combine a bit of our powers between everyone over time and try yeah, and yeah. take the, uh, the, the Aussie uh, gridiron content um, in general, so NFL and local stuff, as far as we can possibly take it or as far yeah. as we can possibly handle mentally in our own lives so <laughs> yeah i guess Angel, i want to leave it for one more thing uh, before the end of the episode let's ride let's ride